morning. Happy New Year. Uh, wonderful to be with you this morning. Our reading for this morning comes to us from Isaiah 60, verses 1 through 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see, they all gather together, they come to you. Your son shall come from afar, and your daughter shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you, the young camels of Midian and Ephath, and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall bring good news, the praises of the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and through our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, I'm, my name is Pastor Aaron Putnam. I am City Director of Link Bay Area. Uh, it is wonderful to be here with you this morning. Happy New Year as we begin 2021. What a gift that we can gather together in the Lord's name. Even if it is virtually, we do give thanks uh, that the Lord allows us uh, to gather around his word and his promises in Jesus. Um, this morning, I want to ask you a question. How many of you have been splunking before? Uh, if you know what splunking is, splunking is um, exploring caves. How many of you have, have ever had the opportunity to go deep into a large cave uh, where there's stalactites and stalagmites and, uh, and really be able to experience what that is like inside of a cave? Uh, exploring caves is really interesting. It's really fun. Um, but it can be scary, especially if your light goes out. If you have a if you have a flashlight or some kind of lantern, and if that goes out, caves, you can experience just total darkness, uh, absence of light, which can be not only scary, but it can start to do strange things to your mind as well. Uh, it's been documented um, by studies that within a few hours of total darkness, uh, you, you can find yourself experiencing auditory and visual hallucinations. Uh, as your mind kind of attempts to fill in the gaps that, that you lack sensory inputs and, and your mind starts to hallucinate and, and come up with these ideas of things that you're hearing or you're seeing. It, it can be really scary in the darkness of a cave. Uh, the year 2020 just came to a close and what a year it was. Uh, we know how crazy it was. Uh, a year full of tension, a year full of stress. We had 10 months of of COVID reality that, that's still going on, but 10 months of COVID reality around our world. Uh, we had charged emotions uh, over the presidential election in our country. Uh, we've had big crazy wildfires this summer in our state. Uh, we've had uh, protests against racial injustice in many of our communities. Uh, we've had just kind of screen fatigue that we're even experiencing right now uh, in our homes. Uh, it has been this year of tension and stress, and for many, it's been a year full of darkness. Uh, and now we're here in 2021, just a few days in, and, and for some of us, things don't seem so different. Uh, we're still stuck in our homes, uh, feeling like we're stuck in a cave and trapped in darkness. 
And, and as bad as the darkness of the world around us feels, uh, we know that the darkness of our lives that's inside of us uh, can be even worse. Uh, and how ironic that uh, this morning we are observing the day of Epiphany, the Feast of Epiphany, the Feast uh, of Festival Lights. Uh, that's literally the day of Epiphany, uh, the day of lights. Uh, it's a day that begins the season of Epiphany uh, in, the, in, our, in the church here, that the season of Epiphany is all about the manifestation, the revealing of Jesus as the Savior of the world, that God himself came into this reality not only for the people of Israel, but for all people, uh, and that he is revealed as Savior and as King. Uh, and yet, we know that, that Epiphany is all about light shining into darkness. This is the theme of Epiphany, uh, that, that it's manifesting and revealing the grace of Jesus and the hope of Jesus. But yet, we struggle to live out this reality in our own lives, and we grope around blindly in the darkness of our lives. What darkness is causing you to feel hopeless today? Uh, how are you feeling helpless this morning? Uh, what darkness is leaving you down today? Um, in what ways are you, you struggling with depression right now? Uh, the, the darkness that we experience can be scary, uh, and it can do strange things to us. Uh, in the midst of our darkness, we can start to hallucinate. We can start to fill in the gaps uh, of things that we don't see or understand. We can start to doubt, does God really love me? Is he really here? Is he really around? Uh, God, where can we even see a glimmer of light in my life? Uh, I'm dying here in the darkness. I need some light. I need some hope. I need some joy in my life. Uh, and This is something that many of us uh, are experiencing or have experienced. Uh, and we're not alone in this. In Isaiah 59, verses 9 to 10, uh, these are verses that come just before our text uh, that we read for this morning. The prophet Isaiah describes a similar scene of darkness affecting the people of Israel, God's chosen people. Listen to these verses. These are the people of Israel speaking. Therefore, justice is far from us, and righteousness does not overtake us. We hope for light, and behold, darkness. And for brightness, but we walk in gloom. We grope for the wall like the blind. We grope like those who have no eyes. We stumble at noon as in the twilight. Among those in full vigor, we are like dead men. See, the Israelites depressingly describe this kind of darkness that is upon them, uh, that they are living in, that they are feeling, and, and the situation not only within them, but around them. Uh, and see, centuries earlier, the Lord had chosen Israel his, to be his people, to be his prized possession. And he had chosen them to be a light, uh, to reveal uh, his glory among all the other nations with whom the Israelites lived and walked. They were chosen to manifest or to reveal the glory of the Lord upon the earth. But here was the problem. Uh, the Israelites oftentimes were more worried about themselves than they were about reflecting the light and the glory of the Lord to those around them. Uh, they walked among the other nations, uh, but they didn't reflect the light of the Lord among those nations. And the result of that was that the glory of the Lord would literally leave their presence when they went into exile. Uh, it was nowhere to be found among them. And the Israelites were, were, were trapped in darkness like they were stuck in a cave. Uh, the darkness of sin and death. Uh, 
there was no darkness, uh, lack of darkness in Israel, and there's no lack of darkness in our day. Uh, the words of Isaiah 59 resonate with all of us. We hope for light and behold darkness. Uh, we hope for brightness, but we walk in gloom. And the real truth in all of this is that at one time or another, we have all felt this. We've all experienced this reality of living in darkness. Uh, everyone has felt the weight of sin, either their own or sin that has come upon them from outside, the weight of death. They, they've experienced that upon them. All of us have. Even Jesus. Especially Jesus. Do you remember? Listen again. It was now about the sixth hour and there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, calling out with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, he breathed his last. You see, in his love for you and me, the Father allowed the light of the world, his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to enter into the darkness of your sin and my sin and the world's sin. Now, on the cross, the light of Christ was eclipsed, it was extinguished. He was crucified, dead, and buried. And he was buried in a tomb. That, that Jesus was literally trapped in darkness and stuck in a cave. Uh, he experienced the reality of the darkness of death, and the helplessness, and the hopelessness, and the loneliness. See, he knows your struggles. He knows your pains. He's experienced those in the fullest and the deepest way, even beyond what we can imagine. Uh, he has experienced the darkness you are dealing with right now. He knows you. Uh, he understands you. He's experienced that. But that's not all he has experienced. For remember, at dawn, early in the morning on the third day, the light of the world, Jesus came out to shine again, to shine on you and me. Christ is risen, he is risen indeed, and he shines like the morning star. Uh, on Easter morning, Jesus is revealed, he's manifested as the resurrected King and Lord of the universe. Uh, Jesus, the light of Christ, shone into the darkness of death, and darkness did not overcome him. Isaiah calls out uh, to Israel, Isaiah calls out to you and to me and says, Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Today is again the day of the Lord's epiphany, the day of his revealing. Uh, today is the Lord, uh, the day the Lord reveals himself to you. Today is the Lord, uh, the day the Lord shines his light into your life. Today the Lord frees you from the darkness of death. Today the Lord calls you to come to the light and live Today the Lord's glory rises upon you. Praise God. Praise God. Uh, as Psalm 27 reminds us, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear as the Lord shines upon me? He is my light. This is good news. This is good news we can rest in. This is good news we can rejoice in. But this is also good news that we can respond to. There are people in our neighborhoods, in our workplaces, in our families, in our schools who feel trapped in darkness, who feel like they are stuck in a cave, uh, who still live hopelessly and helplessly without the light of Christ. Who is that person in your life that you know is just feeling stuck, 
in darkness right now? Uh, how will this person see the light of Christ? How will this person experience hope for today and tomorrow? In the country of Norway, and you know Norway is very, very far to the north in Scandinavia, uh, there's a town called Rukin, and the town is getting smaller every year. And the reason it's getting smaller every year is darkness. Uh, see, this town is situated in this narrow valley between two big high mountain ranges. And from September to March every year, the town is in perpetual shadow. It's in darkness. So the sun is behind the mountain. It only reflects and they can see part of its reflection uh, glow on, on another mountainside. That's it. Uh, but literally they're in shadow for six months and, and people struggle with that. Many people are moving away because of that. Uh, we think our winter can be dark sometimes. Imagine that. Uh, and in order to prove the, improve the situation a bit, some people in the town had this idea uh, and that they uh, contracted a company to build three giant mirrors high up on the mountain face so that in the wintertime, the sunlight could reflect off of these mirrors and these three mirrors reflect the light right back down into the town square of this small little town. So for six months in perpetual shadow, these mirrors are reflecting the light of the sun into the town square where people can come, they can gather together, they can, they can warm themselves in the light, uh, they can uh, enjoy each other in a sense of pulling themselves out of the darkness of the reality that they're living in. Reflecting the light. Uh, that's what the Lord calls us to today. Christ calls you and me to be like those giant mirrors, uh, that we not only receive his light, his grace, and his truth, but then we 